Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is John Viladal. He is the founder of Unleash Epic, former military and PwC. He is helping leaders establish the confidence they need to accomplish their epic ideas. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, Amy. Yeah, so can you share your journey with us in getting to where you are today and deciding to establish Unleash Epic? For sure. So you hit on a little bit in the intro out of college, I joined the military. So I was in the Air Force for five years. I was an officer, uh, which to me was like maybe some of the best leadership training you can get. And I, what I really learned there was that leadership is a skill that can be taught and learned, which I don't think is always thought about in that way to the rest of the world. I think in a lot of the world is this esoteric just skill or this ability. Who knows? It's, just, it's something you can do or you can do. So in the military, though, I was like, this is something you, you can learn. So that was one. And then after that, I joined PwC, as you said, which for those who don't know, is a very large professional services firm. So there it was like taking kind of some of the concepts of leadership and team management and execution of a goal uh, and putting it in like a sharp focus on delivering value to someone else or another company and just really understanding how to do that. Then I went into the Fortune 500. I've been in a couple of different roles in the Fortune 500 and where I saw a really wide, it was like all of that experience to me. Then I went to the, to like the corporate world and just saw there were people who either inherently understood that or had a fantastic mentor who helped them, or they had some similar background. And there were all of these other folks who just, they came out of university and they're super smart and super well-intended, but they're just keep, they're going on these wrong paths of, of attempting things that they think is leadership through a TED talk or a book or the corporate training or even university training. And I just, I was just like, gosh, like they need a little bit more understanding that it's a skill they can learn and that there's a way to do it. And that it's not this esoteric, like imaginative thing that you just have or don't have. And so I just really started coaching my colleagues and the people who work for me. And I started to form this sort of opinion that there's something there that is learnable and it can be packaged and can be help can help others learn how to be a leader. So that's what took me on the journey of Unleash Epic. And I think where it clicked all in my head was watching extremely large, like a over billion dollar effort in the corporate world and like very high executive leaders doing some of the same basic steps that I was teaching to people who are doing sort of small things. And so I was like, okay, there's really like a path here that can be taught. And then if you understand the path, you can learn and practice it small and then start to get confidence for the bigger things. And so that, that's what led me on my journey then is to say, we need more leaders, obviously in our world. How do I help get this out there? How do I just talk about it with folks? How do I give people that confidence that I feel like they need to take that step forward? So that's why I am where I am right now. Why do you think many of the tactics and theories that are in the leadership space mm-hmm. don't work? And why are some of them actually toxic? That's a good, I think uh, most of it's well-intended, but there's some pieces when we talk about leadership that kind of, that can be glossed over. And a lot of times we will use the word leadership synonymous with management. And that implies that you have some organiza- organizational control to, to, 
in lack of a better word, force people to do what you want them to do, which is not leadership at all. And so I think that starts to blend and then people are getting confused about, are they using positional power or are they using influence to accomplish a goal? So that, that can be a problem. The other thing is sometimes there's no sharp goals defined. And so we're just wandering up amongst the desert of op- opportunity and never really focused, but we're being led that way. And then I think the last thing, and this is maybe specific to American culture a little bit, or at least from my perspective, and that's that we have this leaders are strong and they are determined and they are visibly confident and that there's a personality that goes along with the word. And that's just not true. I think certainly there's an approach that looks like that, but there's another approach where you're a softer view and you have a way of just moving things into the right direction in your own way. And so I think it's like disconnecting your personality and your approach to how you engage with others and the concept of leadership. So I think all of those things together get mangled up and then that's where books will be written or TED Talks will be done. And it will focus on one specific point, like, a, a, like how to put a Band-Aid on a specific ailment, but it doesn't really address that root cause. Of what are we even talking about when we say leadership? That to me creates a lot of what you're saying is toxic because then people are saying, I want you to look more like Sally or like Joe, because Joe's a great leader. You should be like him. So you start to practice the personality traits that Joe has versus what are the actual things he's doing in the background to be an effective leader. What would you say is one of the top mistakes leaders making? Yeah. Okay. That's good. So to build off of what I was just saying, I think uh, leaders have a lot of that so I'm going to, let me just define the word for a second. So when I say a leader, I'm talking about anybody who has an idea of a specific thing that they want to accomplish and they're able to put a plan around it and they're able to bring people along with them to accomplish that plan. And that people work together to accomplish a vision that they all have aligned to. So that can be as simple as a little league baseball team, or it can be a multi-billion dollar company all moving in the same direction. So I think when we talk about leader that way, there's some mistakes people make, but when we talk about leader from the perspective that we commonly refer to it as like a manager or a person in an organization that has the title, there's another kind of set of mistakes. So focusing on people who are in the title of leader, I think what happens a lot is that they, they try some of those tactics and they attempt to do things that are unnatural to their personality. And then what happens is they come off a little bit disingenuous. They sometimes don't actually believe what they're trying to convey. Like they're just trying to accomplish something for the sake of accomplishing. And all of those things start to damage credibility with the people that are trying to lead. And ultimately it creates the icky situation where people just don't want, they don't feel like they're being led. It creates that toxic culture. And then everyone's just back at ground zero going, I don't know what to do because I, I read the book. I tried the tactic. I did what Joe does. And now I'm stuck. I don't know what to do now. And so they just, then they start to lose confidence and you have that spiral down and you say, this must be me. And I don't know what I'm doing. And that's, it's really not that. It's just really taking a step back and being clear about what does it mean to be a leader? Yeah. What are some of the ways you help leaders to reach goals with others without losing, without using their title? Yeah, I, that's a good That's a good question, because when I think about title versus leader, I think that's the key, because if I have 
if I'm, if you are my manager and you tell me that I have to be at work at 8 a.m., I'm going to be there because if I don't, you can either fire me or dock my pay. So me showing up at 8 a.m. has nothing to do with you leading me. It's just you using your title to get me to do something. The idea is to really, when you're trying to develop leadership skills, imagine that the people, if they happen to, if you have that positional power over them, imagine that you don't. Imagine that they're there as a volunteer and say, okay, we're going to get these individuals to do what you're hoping that you can do with them without using your title by imagining that you, they don't, that they're volunteers. And so that creates a whole new set of thinking for them because they say, okay, if they're volunteers, why would they even do it? And then you say, okay, let's talk about it. Now we're, now we're on to something because now we're talking about why would they do it? So you have to just start to think about, okay, they, they want to do this because it's a good idea, because it will help make their life easier, because they're just good people or they're team players. Like you have to start to play with the motivations that those people have. And it helps you then really sharpen down what is it you're actually trying to accomplish because you have to then articulate that so that then the people will at least understand what they're buying into. So are there ways to persuade people to be on a journey with you if Mm -hmm. they are resistant to change? Oh, for sure. So there's a couple of pieces there. I think going back to the example where we're saying, hey, I am a manager. I have a person on my team and I need them to do something. So you have the opportunity to do what we just talked about and, and like practice trying to bring them along. And if they're not interested in coming along on the journey, you're not leading them. And so just understanding that fact helps you say, okay, but we also have a job to do and you're going to have to do it. So now you're just becoming a bit directive, just appreciating that sometimes part of your job is okay. And so you say, okay, that's that. So let's set that aside. Now let's talk about continuing to lead. So if we're talking about leading the people who are on your team, people who are not on your team, people who you're just trying to persuade, now we can say there's really two, there's really two things you can do. And one is to spend time, as I talked about earlier, it, uh, the term that is commonly called is with them. What's in it for me? I think spending some time thinking about if I'm trying to um, create a new onboarding program for our company, I want to talk to the managers of the company in a way where they can appreciate that that will save them time. I can talk to the HR group because it will help them understand that I want to help them have a more refreshed onboarding experience for our employees. For the new employees, you can have a conversation about how they'll be more effective at a job. For their peers who might need help from, you can talk about how this will help the new employee be more productive so that it helps their job be easier. So you just got to think about what is my goal? And for the individuals I'm trying to get on board, what are the specific WIFMs for them? So that's one obvious one. And then the second one, which again is obvious, this is, it's not rocket science, but it can be hard to do if you're not thinking through it clearly, is getting people involved. So when you think about a journey of leadership, you're talking about developing an idea, putting a plan to put that idea in motion, and then actually doing the plan to accomplish the idea. So the involvement people can get get involved with the, is in any one of those places. So it's really saying, okay, I'm more articulate about the idea. I'm more articulate about how people can get involved. Now I need people who can help me make the idea better. So going back to the onboarding experience, I might have a conversation with HR about, is there already things in place? What could we do? What tools do we have? Are there resources outside the company? So like you're actually helping HR get involved by not only thinking about what's in it for them, but having them help shape the idea. 
once you're there, you can maybe have other people get involved by helping shape the plan. Do we use this tool or do we use that tool? Do we use Zoom and record it? Do we use Loom and record it? You can have, can you get involved? Can you do the one about tool X? And can you do one about tool Y? So they're thinking through the plan. So getting people involved in like helping shape what the plan is to accomplish ideas is another huge way. And then finally the do, it's like actually then having them do things with you. And then that's really what we're talking about is that's usually where people are talking about leading people. Hey, we're doing an onboarding program. We're using tool X. We're covering these three topics. You have to do topic one. Like now at that point, they're getting involved, but they didn't really help shape the idea or the path to get there. So at least they're involved, but they're not necessarily bought in. So that's the other opportunity to really include them as early as you can to help shape the idea. So they feel bought into the, to the plan. So you've listed a lot of hacks for leadership. Do you have any other top hacks you want to mention? Top hacks for leadership. Yeah. Hacks is a fun word. I think, honestly, when you're struggling with the term leadership, there's two things always to go back to. One, it's a skill that can be learned and practiced and you can get better at it and don't make it complicated on yourself. Think about it as creating a creating an idea that is the best idea possible to solve an opportunity or challenge that you're facing, create a plan to implement that idea, and then actually do the work to get that plan implemented. And if you're thinking about it that way, you can really start to diagnose and where the hacks need to be done. Because you're like, hey, holistically, we're not done with this journey until the idea has solved the challenge we're working on. So that that simple frame in your mind will give you lots of ways to practice and get better and then go read the book or watch the TED talk on how to actually implement some of those things better. That's one. And then two, and I mentioned it earlier, is just think of the people as volunteers. Try to believe that the people who you're leading don't have to listen to you. And if you work through that, then you can really say, okay, that's me taking a humility pill to attempt to do this better in a way that actually brings people on board, includes them in the right way, and carefully considers they're with them. And then I guess ultimately, and maybe it goes on, I mean, it's gone on said to this point, but it should be said is do all of this with honesty. Don't try to like squeeze, like this will be great for you because blah, blah, blah. I think you really have to spend time, honestly, how is this better for them? And if it's not, maybe they don't want to be on the journey with you and that's okay. So can you share some of your client success stories with us? Oh yeah, for sure. Gosh, I think the number one, I'm going to just put a couple into a bucket so I don't use names or give away too many details, but I think the most success I find people having is when they get that aha moment that they can do this. So usually it comes down to people who are stuck in that do phase and they're trying all these different hacks and they're trying all these things. And then we sit down and break it down and say, you, if you can practice this with one other person and take a, the simplest idea that you have and, and you implement that idea. So there's people who have, again, they've done the little league baseball. It's a real example. So there's people who have said, I'm going to try to build this community organization. I want it to be better. Let's actually practice outside of my job to, to make it better. So that's like an example of saying, hey, let me practice this skill which then translates to their working, their work environment. And then where they're really trying to be more effective as a leader. So that's the, I think that that's the thing that generally is where we see success is that 
we find things that are outside of our comfort zone. We appreciate that there's there's a way to do this that's different than maybe how I've thought about it before. And I actually practice it and I, and I go out there with some vulnerability and I get better. And so then from there, it's just, I think it's that confidence grows, the opportunity to, to try new things grows, and you really start to see yourself as a leader. And I think the thing that's interesting about all of that and what I find has happened a few times is terms like natural born leader start to become a term that's used. And what's funny about it is what's really happening is people are taking that time in front of the conversation or in front of the effort to try to bring people on to really sharply clarify what their goal is, to really recognize that it's the best idea, to put together that plan, to include people at those right moments. And then once that starts to happen and the actual, you're doing the work, it does feel natural. It's just, oh yeah, it's all just happening. But it's because there's some upfront investment in that thinking and that effort that is now thought of as natural or just the skill that they have or this personality and this ability. And so it's really just taking the time to practice and reflect before you jump in. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? My, my truth. I think there's a couple of things. Fundamentally, there's two pieces, I think. One, uh, I, I think people are inherently good. And that is a thing that carries me forward a lot is that if you go out into the world, seeing all of the dark things that you see on the news or that you, that is clickbait to talk about on social media, you can start to think the world's a pretty dark place. The world is inherently good. The people in it are inherently good. And that helps me as a fundamental truth to just take that step forward and say, I'm going to just talk to Amy about her podcast. We're going to have this conversation. I don't know her before we have this conversation, but she's a good person. And now we're having this great conversation. So I think just having that fundamental belief is one. And then two, I think spending the time focusing on the things that I can control, separating out like the things I can't control and the things I can control has been a really shifting perspective for me. And I would say that even goes down so far as to say a lot of times the only things I can control are my attitude, the effort I put forth in the moment and how focused I am in that moment. So I think those things, sometimes are the only things I can control, but I can at least hang on to that. And if I'm giving my best effort, if I'm having a good attitude and I'm focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, a lot of great things happen. And then the good things come from being focused on what you can control. So those probably two things are my truths. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? <laughs> Start sooner. <laughs> I think I probably had the vision for what I'm trying to accomplish 10 years ago, 10 years before I started. I think I was like, I think there's a lot of times where I'm just going, gosh, I think this is the thing. I think this is the thing. People don't seem to buy into it, or maybe I can't articulate it, but just putting that one foot in front of the other, you can't believe how far you can go. So I think that's the advice I got a few years ago from a good friend of mine. We said, just do one thing every day, trying to advance the ball on your business. Yes, you have a full-time job. Yes, you have a family, but you have a vision. You have a passion. Just put one foot in front of the other. And if every day you're doing one thing, then you're going to get to an amazing place. I think that's probably the one thing I told myself. I love that. Yeah. It's funny because I started my, my business started out as a side hustle many years ago. And I'm glad that I did that initially because all the things of, it helped me it helped me fail forward a lot 
faster, a lot easier, all the things I thought built the business rather than going out there and saying, okay, I'm going to start a business now and have no income. Although that's what I ended up doing eventually, but not until I got to a place where I actually knew what to do Yeah. <laughs> before I was like guessing, oh, maybe I just create a social media, something. And that's how you get people like, I, yeah. was, I think I just made it too hard initially, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's easy I to do it. that to yourself. <laughs> you can, if you're out there thinking about all the things that could go wrong, it's overwhelming. Let me just, let me just keep stepping forward and those things will come and I'll deal with them as they go. And not being perfect as you go out there is, is part of the story. Yeah, definitely. So if there are individuals that would love to work with you and mm-hmm. get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? Probably just shoot me an email. So John at unleashedepic.com. We'll, we'll get right to my inbox. Instagram also is just at Unleash Epic. So shoot me an Instagram message, shoot me LinkedIn, same, or an email, and I'd be happy to chat. Perfect. And I'll put also all your links down below, your website and social media handles. And cool. John, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Yeah, thank you, Amy. This has been fun. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening and you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit apologythrive.com. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful week.